Public service announcement. I have just temporarily closed the doors to Lifestyle Business School. If you are a current or aspiring expertise-based business that has a business, courses, coaching, masterminds, where you are divorcing your value from your time, or that is the business model that you want, you likely know that Lifestyle Business School is the program that I have been tirelessly working on over the last six months to build out six comprehensive playbooks, which basically lay out the entire path. It has everything from business model design to offer creation, to back-end delivery, to driving traffic, live launch campaigns, automated campaigns, everything you could possibly need to start or grow a leveraged expertise-based business to the lifestyle business sweet spot. Now, never fear because we've only temporarily closed the doors and we have added a wait list. So if you head to lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, pop your name on the wait list and you are going to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out, which is super exciting. And all of the exciting changes that we have made to the program as well, which we will share in due course. But in order to get the special VIP bonuses, when we do open the door, I want you to go and pop your name on the wait list now. So that is going to be lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, put your name on the wait list, and you will be the first to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out with a lot of exciting changes and with pretty much the best deal under the sun. All right, let's get into today's podcast episode. You're listening to the Stevie Says Social Podcast, episode 16. If you've got big business dreams, but you're feeling stuck when it comes to all things digital, social media, and content marketing, this is the podcast for you. This episode is brought to you by my free 20-page ebook with 100 really practical social media tips for your business. Grab them at steviesayssocial.com forward slash ebook. Hey, hey, guys, and welcome to episode 16 of the Stevie Says Social podcast. I am your host, Stevie Dillon, and today I have two guests with me. So I'm interviewing the lovely Helen and Jackie from Two Girls and a Laptop. Helen and Jackie basically provide advice, support, and kind of affordable and unpretentious business planning and strategy to small businesses. Today, what I'm talking to them about is email marketing and more specifically, email marketing tips for beginners. This is something that is really topical and relevant at the moment with, I guess, everyone realizing that we don't own our social media platforms and that we really do need to concentrate on email marketing because we own the email addresses of the subscribers that we have. So in today's episode, we chat about all kinds of things related to email marketing, the importance of not putting all of your eggs into the social media basket, how social media and email marketing can work beautifully together, practical tips for beginners, how to supercharge your subscriber numbers, what a normal email subscribe rate is, what a normal open rate is. And I could keep going, but guys, I'm not going to because let's just dive into the damn episode. Hey, Okay, I hope you enjoy. Here we go. 
Okay, guys, I'm so excited to have Helen and Jackie from Two Girls and a Laptop on the podcast today. Hey, girls. Hi. How are you going? Hello. It's great to be here. I'm so excited to have you guys on the podcast. Um, and just for everyone listening, we first met, when was it? Probably six months ago, probably the end of last year. And it was over at a cafe in Paddington. So we are all Brizzy girls. And yeah, just literally from then on, we've kind of been internet friends as my partner would call them. And I just think it's so nice to have, I don't know, supporters in the industry that, you know, you can bounce things off and yeah, just have people that are kind of friends. So yeah, love you girls. Aww, yeah. We love you back. <laughs> yes. Uh, so today what we're going to be talking about is email marketing. Yes. And it's really, I guess, something that's super topical at the moment. And obviously I work in social media, but there have been some massive changes to visibility in terms of what, you know, is actually seen in news feeds on Facebook and, you know, Instagram algorithms and things like that, which has kind of, I guess, pushed email marketing to the fore, hasn't it? Absolutely. Yep. So you recently put a blog out, Stevie. Sorry, this is Jackie, by the way. <laughs> you put a blog out the other day and I think it was related to your podcast, but it was just around how putting all your eggs in the social media basket makes you feel a little bit nervous. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we sort of, we really agree with that sentiment. Yeah. And I just think it's kind of more than ever at the moment. So yeah, I know there's been a lot of questions from, you know, clients of mine, etc around, you know, the importance of email marketing and how they integrate it into social media, et cetera, just recently. So it's a good time for us to be having a chat. Very true. <laughs> so, so I guess the first question is, why is it so important? So like you said, having all your eggs in the social media basket can make you, in our opinion, make you a little bit vulnerable. Um, and it's and it's not to say that social media and email marketing can't work beautifully together. And we think certainly um, that you can leverage, like you mentioned, you can really leverage social media to grow your email list. You have a lot more control over your email program, like similar to your website. But on the social media front, you're obviously at mercy of the dreaded algorithm. And I guess there's a lot of um, research and stats to back up that the audience in terms of your email marketing program, people are more choosy about who they hand their their actual email address over to. So there's a lot yeah. of stats to say it's a much warmer audience and they're much further down yeah. the sales funnel. Yeah, that's so true. And I'm actually sort of, I really guard my own email address. So I, I know that it would be kind of true for other people as well. I generally don't give it out unless I'm really keen on the person that's, you know, offering me something or the website that I'm on. So one thing that I do want to cover with you guys is, how on earth we kind of grow or develop an email strategy when we're so damn busy. I know I'm juggling so many balls and so many other people are. What's worked for you guys? Do you have any tips? Yeah, yeah I've got a few of those. <laughs> um, so it's Helen here this time. <laughs> but um, it, you're, you're not alone in terms of juggling all of those balls and neither are your listeners. Everybody that we speak to and a lot of our clients that um, come to us are exactly the same it's a matter of putting the priority as to what sort of 
um, most important and I guess achievable. And I think that's sometimes why it gets pushed back a little bit because there's a little bit of nervousness around not only the amount of work that it takes to set one up, but also most importantly, people are like, what do I send? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? Cause even once you've got people on the list, then you've got to have a whole kind of strategy around nurturing them and sending out regular emails and that sort of thing. So it can just seem completely overwhelming. Definitely. Yeah. In terms of, um, I guess our own experience and if we were to offer some piece of advice I think if you really want to get serious about the list growth and you really do need to offer something of value in return for someone's email address and it's almost just become an expectation now Um, and that's across both product and service-based businesses and I know you know you really specialize in the service-based business market so whatever that is um, you know people call it a lead magnet or a freebie or an opt-in incentive it really you know, has to be targeted to your ideal client and something that will, I guess, solve a pain point of theirs. Um, and that's definitely some way of, you know, getting people on and, and then you, it's just a matter of nurturing them and continuing to keep them on that list. Uh, yeah. We, um, from our own experience, when we first started is we initially had a freebie that we probably like everyone in small business, when you start out, put together really quickly off the bat of, mm-hmm. well, we need to have a freebie. <laughs> yeah. So let's just yeah. get one Because everyone there. tells you to, yeah. Yeah, and we didn't probably put as much time um, or research into what that was and it didn't really fly for us. So, yeah, um, what was it? It was a um, how-to um, 10 steps, ten to steps a marketing for a marketing plan. Look, I can't even execution. remember. Is that impactful? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's still, you know, it probably talked to a particular audience, but, um, you know, if if we're really like critical of ourselves, which we tend to be, we didn't actually research enough to see if it was going to cut through, um, yeah, amongst all of the, the stuff that's out there. But, um, the other tip that I think is also really important is, um, when you actually do go through the process of starting a sign-up form um, through an ESP or an email service provider, um, there's an option for you to collect information on the people. And, again, when we first started out, we really you know, knew our niche, but we wanted to gain um, and glean a lot of information about them. So we put in quite a few questions. And it wasn't until sort of after a couple of months we thought, let's give it a go and just can that and just ask for their name and email address. Yeah, right. So is that kind of like with the lead magnet, rather than just going um, name, email, and then sign up, you were kind of asking questions around their occupation or whatever else? You know, like where they lived and (laughs) information because we wanted to do location-based promotions. We had a lot of questions, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Cut it down to name and email and there was a huge, massive up left. Yeah. And I can see that because, you know, the less you kind of have to enter, I know personally when I go onto a website, if it's just name and email, it's quick and easy, you do it and it's done. It's almost like every question after that, like, you know, if you add a second question and then a third and then a fourth, the drop up rate, the drop out rate, sorry, probably gets higher the more yeah, questions you're asking. The stat say that for every question, the question, there's 13% drop off from people. Oh, wow. So, um, you know, in our, our advice for startups or small business people who are sort of starting out on this journey would just be keep it really simple, make sure that you've got it embedded in a really significant um place and best practice would be above the fold on 
you know, your website um, or in your pop-up. Yep. So as soon as people hit on your website, there's kind of an invitation to download whatever the freebie is. Is that what you mean? Yeah. And I think as well, if, if they're seeing your freebie from your socials, for instance, and then they're getting um, moved across to your website, they don't, the harder it is for them to find it, the less likely they're going to continue through journey so just to try and think of the user experience and you know you can do that yourself with in terms of how easy and hard it is for you to sign up when you go when you do want to do it you know like for something that you want to add on your own but what do you think about pop-ups on websites for freebies yeah as much as annoying as for some people think they are they they work and definitely like helen said the best practice is to have the sign up in three different positions on that website so you know pop-up header sidebar um free and and you can pull up in most instances now um most of the you know like big players for websites which a lot of the small business people are on they give you options to actually turn that off if somebody's already subscribed they give you an option to turn it off you know once a yep. day so you know, like you can you can you can manage that within what you like to have for your business um yeah. like, but the user experience yeah that's right yeah. I've actually got a WordPress website and I found a little plug in the other day. It's called Hello Bar. And basically what's that? You got a comment on our webinar, I told everybody about it. It's amazing. <laughs> I said, Oh, there's this thing and it wiggles and it just draws your attention to it. <laughs> it's so good, yeah. So since I've kind of put that on the bottom of my website, it's got a sign up for um an ebook on how to get your first five thousand followers. I get about thirty subscriptions to my email list a day from that. that. Phenomenal growth, can I just say? Um that yeah, it's phenomenal. Um yeah, yeah it's awesome. Yeah. That's fantastic. We, you're probably going to see a wiggle, a wiggle on our page soon. Too, yeah. I, I this morning. We really have to investigate that wiggle thing. <laughs> yes, it's very, very cool. It's um, it's a little, it's a little widget designed by Neil Patel, and he's obviously amazing in terms of all of the things that he does with his online marketing. So, yes, very, very cool. Um, I just wanted to go back though to the quality of the lead magnet that you need to have in order to get signups. I had a really similar experience to you girls when I first um, started out, and I had a really average freebie, and it was just basically like a blog post that I'd written that I whacked into Canva, put together like a little bit of a PDF and put it up on my website. And it was like literally crickets. And it wasn't until I really invested like significant time and effort into putting together a hundred tips for social media into like a 20 page ebook, really significant value that I started to have email signups to my list. We were talking about it before. Um, Like it's always in a service-based business, this fine line of whether you're giving away too much information or you know like not enough and yeah um when it comes to your freebie and your lead lead magnet probably are on the side of giveaway more because you sort of also need to identify that someone's going to download that they're going to potentially read it but it doesn't make them then the expert that you are or the thought leader that you are in your expertise and yeah if anything it's going to still instill them to come across and join up to the next available product or service that you are going to provide because they've really got some good insights from you. Yeah, 100%. And it's almost like it's a value exchange is sometimes the way that I explain it. So it's like even though you're not getting money for that freebie, you're actually getting, you know, a result that's going to get you closer to getting clients or money, which is, you know, people on your email list. So you actually do need to make it so valuable that people are willing to basically pay for it. But instead of money, you know, you're getting a person on your email list. 
Well, I can give you a stat on that. (laughs) (laughs) Please give me the stats. (laughs) So there's a statistic out there and it's probably a a mid-business statistic, but that over time each subscriber on your email subscriber file will equate to one US dollar per month in revenue for you in the long run. Wow. That's really significant. Yeah. yeah. And then you might there you really go. feel it in the, in the, when you've got the smaller subscriber list, but as you grow and you bring out um, probably a little bit more, a few more products and things like that, you'll, and then you'll start to touch on, you know, the low, medium, high budgets within, you'll start to see that revenue come through is, yeah. is the school of thought on it. Yeah. yeah. And that's really thing, interesting. Yeah. Sorry. I was just thinking about another idea as well is that, um, you can have your lead magnet or freebie that is constantly there. So it's just a non-negotiable. Um, but then you can have other activities that will be lead magnets in themselves. And I know you've run one and we recently did, which is, you know, where we've probably seen the most significant growth in our list with running a challenge. Um, mm-hmm. So you can have more than one lead magnet and more than one freebie that will talk yeah. different topics or different, different products, products yeah. Um, yeah. but still be growing lists that, you know, then yeah. you get down, you know, further down the funnel of email marketing, you can start to even segment them even more and, you know, yeah. this goes on. Yeah. Yeah. Amy Porterfield does that really well. So she's obviously an online marketing person, but she's got three key products. And basically when you go onto her website, she's got a freebie for each of those products and you have to sign up to, you know, her email list in order to get that freebie. And then literally once you sign up for whichever of the three kind of freebies it is, she'll start to send you automated emails related to the product that is on the same topic as the freebie. So I thought that was very clever. Yeah, I think she segments between your actual your own email list. So she'll say to you, "Do you have a list under a thousand people? Do you have a list under ten thousand? Do you have a list under a hundred thousand? And then she starts to serve you relevant, yeah, okay, um, beneficial information based on where you are at with your own journey, which I think is really interesting as well. Yeah, and it probably leads into so once you've actually you know you've got a valuable freebie and somebody's signed up to your email list. I know that a lot of people will be kind of asking what the hell the next step is. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, well, one thing that we're talking about in the webinar um, is um, this concept of mapping out your customer journey, which yep. is sort of like really what you can do is just get a piece of paper and do a bit of a mind map in terms of where your customer enters your business and where they exit, yep. um, you know, every touch point that you want to have with them throughout that journey. And I think that's a really good place to start in terms of mm-hmm. defining how often, how regularly and in what way you want to actually communicate with them. So yep. um, something as easy as to give you an example, um, you know, a, they effectively will find you maybe on your social media, but then click over mm-hmm. to your website and sign up to you. And then what you probably need to think about is how you're going to welcome them to your community. So first thing is definitely to have what we'd call a welcome sequence. And I know yep. there's a lot of people out there who don't have this. So all that the person gets at the time is just confirm I'm a human and then, yeah, you're signed up and then that's it. I don't hear from you. Yeah. Maybe six weeks down the track when the small business owner has a chance, they pop up an email saying, hey, come and buy from my sale. And I'm sort of like, well, who are you? I sort of forgot that I signed up to you. That happens so much. Yeah, I don't really know anything about you. And sometimes I'm probably sure I've also gone, 
I'm unsubscribing. I never signed up to your list when I found Yeah. But I just didn't get an introduction to the business to understand or, you know, or hear from them. So, um, yeah. you know, and one thing we're advocates for is we don't necessarily think you have to email your database or your subscribers every week. You do what is, you know, like available to you as in everything with small business. And I know you're a big believer in that and too, but yeah. But as long as you make it frequent and as long as you um, are, you know, consistently connecting with them. And then the second piece to that is, you know, you know, we bang on about this all the time, but really understanding (laughs) who your customer is because at the end of the day it's going to come down to the content that you deliver through those emails. And, you know, if you know what you're saying is important, then the, the people that have, agreed to give you their email address are going to really value what you're saying and they're going to continue to want to connect with you in that way. So um, I think that's probably a great place to start, but there's so many other things that you can do through a program, things like, you know, post-purchase reviews and thank yous. Um, If you have an e-commerce store, you know, doing some automation around abandoned cart emails, um, all the things that you get as a consumer yourself that you sort of think, you know, just happen in the background and they actually do. They're really, you know, most of the um, email service providers now, particularly when you're talking around the business side, the part sizes that we work with, they're all just click of a button integrations (laughs) between Mm -hmm. most of the most popular websites and Yeah. So it, you know, is a little bit of work to set them up in the first instance, but once you've done it, it just clicks over. It's just happening in the background and it's a sales funnel for your business. Um, and like Jack says, they're going to start to represent dollars a lot stronger than what some other advertising dollars that you're spending are. Yeah. And I think like that's, probably a good, I guess, time to remind people how the sales funnel kind of works in terms of, you know, people kind of come across you on social media and then they jump over to email to further develop the relationship. So, you know, when you were saying that it's all about, I guess, providing the right people with what they want, it's not about being salesy. It's about, you know, providing value and value and value until, you know, when you do drop something that's a little bit more promotional, they're kind of more receptive and warmed up to actually wanting to opt in because they feel like they know you and they trust you. Definitely. So there's a couple of questions that I get over and over and hopefully you guys will be able to answer them for me. So (laughs) a lot of people stress when they send out emails because they see that their unsubscribes kind of peak. So, and I know kind of, I send out probably an email every week and I probably get about, you know, 11 or 12 unsubscribes and it stresses a lot of people out. Um, what's your thoughts on, I guess, unsubscribes and what's the kind of standard unsubscribe rate? Is there an industry standard? Yeah. So first of all, um, I would say don't freak out, (laughs) (laughs) you know, just think about all the, um, all the programs you unsubscribe to and don't take it personally. Um, yeah. You know, like we have signed up to so many five-day challenges and freebies and this and that and just immediately unsubscribed because I just don't, I'm, I'm a neat free. I don't, you know, I don't want to have a cluttered inbox. But, yeah, certainly yeah. don't. It, freak out at all it's totally normal um and we have just experienced quite a bit you know a bit of a drop off because we just ran a five-day challenge and naturally we when we sent the sales email at the end we got you know we got the unsubscribes so um the um actual um average industry rate for unsubscribe is around about 0.23 percent 
Yeah. I'd say that that would be, you know, a pretty big average across all industries. So it's, yeah. um, yeah, I think as yeah. well, the other thing goes around your ideal customer. And if, if they were unsubscribing, they probably weren't going to be the people that were going to find the right thing. Exactly. So, yeah. Always, quite often they come back when you get your, your next lead magnet out there anyway. So, yeah, I actually find that with my own email list. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll kind of see people unsubscribe and then they'll jump back on board. And, and it's, it's something that, you know, I do quite often to other people as well. So yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things. A lot of people like with you, Stevie, we've actually subscribed to you individually and from our work account so you'll probably get an unsubscribe from one of us soon because we just yeah yeah well that's another point as well people have different email addresses yep yep 100 percent. and I always think as well like I'm I'm using ConvertKit as my email service provider and you know it's not the cheapest for me with the number of subscribers I have it's about a hundred dollars a month and you know I don't want people on my email list that aren't eventually, you know, going to purchase from me. So if there are those people that are dropping off, they're obviously not my people, you know, at a particular time. And I just kind of think, you know, that's okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, And one final question, what is a normal open rate? Because that is the other question that I get all at the bloody time. (laughs) Yeah. People say like, I think across all industries, across the board, they say a fifth will open. So 20% is kind of like the golden number, but it does, it does like vary from industry to industry. so um, e-commerce, there's like, you know, 16 to 17% is usually around normal. Yeah. Um, health and beauty is 24%. Yeah, um, yeah so it, it can vary, but the rule, the kind of golden number is 20%. And I think the click-through rates um, across all industries as well is like 3.57%. But I think yeah, right. typically e-commerce stores are a little bit lower, so probably around about 23 2.5%. Yeah. And then I guess the point with that is not to, you know, I guess email, you know, 10 years ago, it might've been close to hundred percent open rate, but you know, email inboxes are so cluttered these days. People are busy and you know, if you're getting 20% opening your emails, that's not too bad. The other thing to note as well is as people's subscriber files grow, their open and click rates are going to drop because it's just a, it's a battle of averages. So, you know, when we first had ours and we had 50 people <laughs> who were probably yeah. like our mum, dad and cousins. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, you know, you have like a huge, everyone wants to see what you've got to say, but that obviously it drops off over time as your subscriber file grows. So don't be alarmed. Yeah. Too alarmed if, you, if it has that steady de- decline. Uh, yeah. Similarly, as well though, if, you know, if you did find in one particular um, campaign that you had a massive unsubscribe or, you know, like, or nobody opened, then I guess that's also a good reminder and trigger to relook at your content and maybe go back to your ideal, ideal profile, you know, your subject head or even, you know, something just as simple as, um, when you're working in smaller numbers as well, like the time in the day, you know, like some people suggest, Mm. Um, not to send an email on a Friday, <laughs> but um, oh, you know, yeah, I'm right. not saying that's right or wrong um, because, yeah. I, you know, I know another a fashion um, retailer who sends an email Friday night and I open every single one of them. Like that's just, yeah, because you're on the couch with a glass of wine. Exactly. So um, I think <laughs> maybe that's just me on Friday nights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's, how, that's, and that's where customer profiling comes in. Yes. And, the audience, and you need to know where, that, where they're hanging out because – 
Yeah. They wake up every morning and the first thing they do is check their email. Then you want to be mailing them at 6.30. So it's top of the inbox when they wake up. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very true. Thanks so much, girls. Honestly, that's been awesome information. Where can people find out more about you? Um, well, we're on all of, you know, the socials. We're over on Facebook and Instagram at, at Two Girls and a Laptop. Um, you can come to our website, which is just www.twogirlsandalaptop.com.au. It's a bit of a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, they can sign up to our email newsletter over there. Always <laughs> doing a shameless plug. But, um, yeah, and we've certainly we've got um, – we've coming up, we've got another email marketing webinar on the 7th of June where we go into this sort of stuff, but in a lot greater detail. Um, so yeah, we'd welcome any of your listeners to come on board. Um, we love talking about it. We get a little bit excited. So sometimes it's hard to slow us down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, guys, definitely go over. So if you go to stevie says social.com, I will have the link to the webinar. So if you are listening, when the podcast is released, jump over and you can catch the webinar, uh, live. And then will you guys have it as a pre-record if anyone kind of misses out on the live yeah, yeah we give playback so if they can't make the live um time slot they get the playback and um of course they can access us to answer any questions that they have um we offer them yeah obviously direct contact to us to be able to do that as well amazing <laughs> thanks so much girls that was awesome oh, thanks thank so you. much for having us we really appreciate it we we're big fans of your podcast so we're we were so, so excited so when you asked us. <laughs> So there you have it. I hope that was helpful for you. Uh, Those girls are obviously legends. And if you're interested in the email marketing webinar that they're running, head over to stevysayssocial.com forward slash 16, where you can also get a transcript of the full interview and kind of go through it all in your own time. Okay, guys, that is it for me for today. Until next time, I will see you then. But of course, I'm just going to finish by please asking you to head over to iTunes and review the damn podcast. Would be grateful. Okay, guys, till next time, I will see you then. 